What's up, you guys? This is the Warriorette Style Anchorage of Recovery Podcast. I'm Co. I'm Scott. I'm the dog. I mean, I'm the daughter. I mean, what am I again? The mom. Oh, okay. I'm the um phone. Ow, 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 ow. I'm, I'm the I'm the dog. I'm, I'm the daughter. I'm the daughter playing with the puppy midgets riding with her. Oh man, we're auctioning off our lives here. Where's my soul? Where's your soul? Do you still love me? I still love you. Bring mama daddy too, mama daddy too. Hey, mama daddy too. Okay, y'all ready for prayer? God, I offer, offer myself, myself to, to thee to build, build with, me with, with me and to do and to do with me as, as thou wilt. As thou wilt relieve me. Relieve me of the bondage of self. The bondage of self. That I may. That I may. Better do thy will. Better do I will. Take away my difficulties. Take away my difficulties. That victory over them may bear witness to those. <laughs> they bear witness to those. One. No, I would help. Of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will. Alright, get Aubrey because she's all over my books. Aubrey's got a big B-U-T-T in my face. And you got a big M-O-U-T-H. What's that? <laughs> Mouth. <laughs> okay, you just gotta add yourself on your... Help is on the way. Da-na-na-na-na. Alright, you guys, so we're having a little bit of family problems, so if y'all will, please pray for us and my brother and his family. So, I love y'all. Thank y'all. Y'all are always in our prayers as well. Alright, today we're doing Samuel chapter 2, our rock. After this, David asked the Lord, Should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Yes, the Lord replied. Then David asked, Which town should I go to? To Hebron, the Lord answered. David's two wives were Abinadab from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel. So David and his wives and his men and their families all moved to Judah. And they settled in the villages near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. When David heard that the men of Jezebelin had buried Saul, he sent them this message. May the Lord bless you for being so loyal to your master Saul and giving him a de- decent burial. May the Lord be loyal to you in return and reward you with his unfailing love and I too will will reward you 
for what you have done. Now that Saul is dead, I ask you to be strong and loyal subjects like the people of Judah who have anointed me as their new king. But Abner, son of Ner, the commander of Saul's army, had already gone to Mahanam with Saul's son, Isabeth. There he proclaimed Isabeth king over Galad, Jezeel, Aphraim, Benjamin, the land of the Asherites, and all the rest of Israel. The Ejbeth's son, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he became king, and he ruled from the Mahayim for two years. Meanwhile, the people of Judah remained loyal to David. David made Hebron his capital, and he ruled as king of Judah for seven and a half years. <clears throat> One day, Abner led Azabeth's troops from Mahem to Gibeon. About the same time, Job, son of Zerah, led David's troops out and met out of the pool of Gibeon. The two groups sat down there facing each other from opposite sides of the pool. Then Abner suggested to Job, Let's have a few of our warriors fight hand to hand here in front of us. All right, Job agreed. So 12 men were chosen to fight from each side. 12 men of Benjamin representing as of us, son of Saul, and 12 representing David. Each one grabbed his opponent by the hair and thrust his sword into the other side so that all of them died. So this place at Gibeon has been known ever since as the Field of Swords. A a fierce battle followed that day, and Abner and the men of Israel were defeated by the forces of David. Job, Abijah, and Ashel, the three sons of Zeruah, were among David's forces that day. Isaiah could run like a gazelle, and he began chasing Abner. He pursued him relentlessly, not stopping for anything. When Abner looked back and saw him coming, he called out, Is that you, Esha? Yes, it is, he replied. Go fight someone. Abner warned, Take on one of the younger men and strip him of his weapons. But Ashel kept right on chasing Abner. Again, Abner shouted to him, Get away from here. I don't want to kill you. How could I ever face your brother, Job, again? But Ashel refused to turn back to Abner trust the buddy end of the spare. Though Ashel's stomach and the spare spear came out through his back he stumbled to the ground and died there and everyone who came by that spot stopped and stood still when they saw Ashel lying there when Job and Isaiah found out that had happened they set out after Abner the sun was just going down and they arrived at the hill of Amaha near Gai along the road to the wilderness of Gibeon Abner's troops from the tribe of Benjamin were grouped there at the top of the hill to take a stand. <clears throat> Abner shouted down to Job, Must we always be killing each other? Don't you realize 
that bitterness is the only result when will you call off your men from chastening their Israelites' brothers? <clears throat> then Job said, God only knows what would have happened if you hadn't spoken, for we would have chased you all night if necessary. So Joab blew the ram's horn, and his men stopped chasing the troops of Israel. All that night, Abner and his men retreated through the Jordan Valley. They crossed the Jordan River, traveling all through the morning, and didn't stop until they arrived at Maham. Maham, Joab, and his men also returned home. When Joab counted his casualties, he discovered that only 19 men were missing in addition to the Ashel, but 360 of Abner's men had been killed, all from the tribe of Benjamin. Joab and his men took Ashel's body to Bethlehem and buried him there in his father's tomb. Then they traveled all night and reached Hebron at daybreak. Okay. <clears throat> 12 and 12 traditions our basic troubles are the same as everyone else's but when the honest effort is made to practice these principles in all our affairs well grounded AA seems to have the ability by God's grace to take these troubles in stride and turn them into demonstrations of faith we have seen AA suffer lingering and fatal illness with little complaint and good and good cheer. We have sometimes seen families broken apart by misunderstanding, tensions, or actual infidelity. Who are reunited by the AA way of life? Through the earning power of most AAs and relatively high, we have come members who never seem to get on their feet money-wise, and still others who encounter heavy financial reverses. Ordinarily, we see these situations met with fortitude and faith. Like most people, we have found that we can take our big lumps as they come, but also like others, we often discover a greater challenge in the lesser and more continuous problems of life. Our answer is still more spiritual development. Only by this means can we improve our chances for really happy and useful living. And as we grow spiritually, we find that our old attitudes toward our instincts need to undergo drastic revisions. Our desires for emotion, emotional security and wealth, for personal prestige and power, for tempered and redirected, we have learned that satisfaction of instincts cannot be the sole end and aim of our lives. If we place instincts first, we have got the cart before the horse. We shall be pulled backward into disillusionment, but when we are willing to place spiritual growth first, then the only thing we have a real chance at. <clears throat> okay, and now the big book. I'm reading now. All right, hold on. Alright, page 535. Uh, we're going to start on a late start.
It's been 10 years since I retired, 7 years since I joined AA. Now I can truly say that I'm great. I'm an I, I'm a grateful alcoholic. I'm a 75-year-old alcoholic. For 55 of those 75 years, I live what is known as a normal middle-class life. Alcohol had as little part in it as candy dimps. Nice when they're put but a mist when absent. The home in which I grew up, including two loving parents, one older brother, a constant flow of housemates, riding horses and friends who were welcomed. Discipline in our in our house was strict, but not out of line with the thinking prevailing. During the first quarter of the twentieth century, certainly I don't consider that I was in any way abused. I attended private school and later a Midwestern college. I married, had children, worked, experienced the pain of the death of my parents and of a child. New to the pleasure of real friends and financial success, I enjoyed horseback riding, swimming, tennis, and had quiet evenings filled with children, books, and friends. What happened to me somewhere between the ages of 55 and 63, I've no idea. Was life too much? Did some latent gene suddenly take on a fierce life of its own? I don't know. What I do know is that 65, I was a crawling, dirty maggot of a woman willing to tarnish all I'd worked for and to desecrate every dear relationship I have. I know too that through a wonderful set of God-guided circumstances and people, I was led to the only possible course of behavior that will keep me sane, sober, constructive, and happy. I was 20 when I had my first drink, and I and although I liked the taste, I didn't like the way it made me feel. I didn't drink again until my early 30s and thought it was made me seem cool and sophisticated. During these early years, a couple of drinks were enough, and I often nursed one scotch on the rocks for a full evening. When I was 35, my 12-year-old son was diagnosed with an incurable cancer, and within a few months, my husband demanded a divorce. For the following five years, while my son lived, I seldom, I seldom drank and never drank alone. Agony, fear, hurt, and exhaustion did not make me a drunk. Happiness opened that door much, much later. During my mid-40s, my interest in alcohol began to gain momentum. Although I had continued to work, I had otherwise isolated myself to care for my son and his younger sister, each of whom required a special dose of stability, love, and security. Soon after my son's death, I made a decided effort to re-enter the adult world. My debut encouraged my drinking. It was not yet obsessive, but drinking became more and more a part of my daily life. I no longer entertained without serving cocktails and seldom attended gatherings and liquor wasn't provided. I always managed to find the post-activity drinking crowd, whether it was after dog obedience training or an oil painted glass. Class. During my late 40s, it was not unusual for me to have a drink along in the evening. Although there were still many days 
I didn't drink at all. Any event was an occasion for excessive celebration, and there were increasingly frequent weekends when I drank myself to a hangover creating high. Nevertheless, it was during the period that I received a major job promotion. <clears throat> okay, y'all, we're gonna stop there on the late start on page 537. Sky, do you have a book? I'm not reading the book, I'm going to give it a song. Okay, a song, well, get it, honey. You're nervous. Don't be nervous. It's a song that they make up on YouTube. You sing whatever song you want to, whatever high pitch or low pitch, it goes into you sing it like that. Sing your song. And one, two. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That sounded like a high pitch. That sounded like a flaming hyena. Okay, okay, okay. Let's retry. And three, two. Now we're coming to the stage we have. up prayer prayer of saint francis lord make me a channel of thy peace that where there's hatred i may bring love that where there's where there's wrong i may bring the spirit of forgiveness that where there is discord i may bring harmony that where there is error i may bring truth that where there is doubt i may bring faith that where there is despair i may bring hope that where there are shadows i may bring light that where there is sadness i may bring joy lord grant that i may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted 
understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiving, it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Um. Yeah, I have <clears throat> Memory is full Clean your android Subazamination time Our father who art in heaven Hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread And forgive us our trespasses We forgive those who trespass against us Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, I've got um, three more. Uh, okay. That's not like a balloon. It's definitely a hot air balloon. <laughs> You got your bed clothes done. Go wash your face, brush your teeth, and make sure your booty hole is clean. <laughs> My bad, yo, yeah, yeah. I should have said that. Alright, hey. Teeth, face. I already did that. Jammies. I already did that. Alright, check, check, check. We got. Put back. All paper sign. Okay. Uh, lunch, yes. Close, yes. Alright. Alright, you guys. We love y'all like Jesus does. Comment down below if your favorite color is blue. Comment down below if your favorite color is yellow. Comment down below if your favorite color is green, like mine. It's Spirit Week, so. No, we have Spirit Week left. So tomorrow is what? Blue and yellow? Blue and yellow day. Everybody wear blue and yellow. Alright, y'all. Y'all have a great night. Be happy and be blessed. Receive and claim.